Well, greetings, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Extra Point Podcast. My name's Todd. I'm one of the pastors here at First Family. Glad you've joined us on today, Tuesday, April the 18th. And as you know, the Extra Point Podcast is a just a brief opportunity for us to look back at the previous week's text or even theme from that text and then to provide some deeper application, further observation, or even additional insight And as you know, last Sunday, we did give an overview of Philippians, and we looked really at the theme of partnership. It is the uh, real uh, backdrop for the whole book. You know, it's a thank you letter to the church at Philippi, probably 10 years after Paul planted it. And of course, partnership is how the gospel makes progress, and gospel progress brings us great joy. And that really is Philippians in a nutshell. In fact, we even said in our sermon, in our uh, service, that Uh, You know, gospel partnership is one of God's means for progress and joy in our life and in our church. And so I want to just share with you one of the best partners we have. As you know, we did talk a bit about our partner Sunday, gave some practical windows into uh, how we support them, who we support, where they are, some of our philosophy even behind uh, partnerships. I want to go a bit deeper in this episode and give you one of our partners and why the partnership with them is so strategic and so effective. So let me just tell you who the partner is. First of all, the partner is the International Mission Board, um, and they um, have over 3,500 global missionaries, and that's not including the missionaries as kids. Uh, it's the, probably the largest Protestant sending agency in the world. They do a fabulous job, and I think what sets them apart is that if you are approved and you qualify to be sent by the International Mission Board, you don't have to actually raise support. The support for all of their missionaries comes from the collective gifts of over 47,000 churches who contribute to what we call the cooperative program. So I've listed a lot of names and titles and concepts, the International Mission Board, the cooperative program. This is the work of what we know as the Great Commission Um, set of churches or the Southern Baptist Convention, Uh, and it is a God idea. It is probably the primary reason when we started, we planted with the Southern Baptist Convention because of the cooperative program, which I remind you again, is the collective voluntary work of 47,000 churches who give to fund over 3,500 global missionaries. And so it's just a super idea. Uh, They are one of our partners. And so every single month, Uh, Part of our offerings go to the cooperative program, which helps fund the International Mission Board. Let me say one more thing about this before I introduce our guest, who was an IMB missionary and who helps uh, direct some of our state's funds to the International Mission Board. Uh, Only about 3% stays, um, only 3% of the money that we give to the IMB stays for like uh, operations. It's an amazing amount of um, money that gets to the field. In most organizations, it's at a minimum 10% stays in operations. But with the cooperative program, the IMB, uh, a vast amount of the money gets to the field. They have very little percentage that stays. And so that's one reason I think it's a very strategic partnership. Even the cooperative program, only one point, I'm not sure the uh, exact decimal, but less than 2% stays uh, with the home office The rest of it goes to various entities, and what goes to the IMB, very little stays in the home office area. So I love giving where 
most of our money gets to the field. And so that's a strategic partner for us, the International Mission Board. Uh, today joining me is Tim Labinus. He is the executive director of the Baptist Convention of Iowa, which with, uh, with whom we work very closely. He was a, a missionary with IMB for 10 years or maybe more. And so, Tim, tell us a little bit about um, the cooperative program first and even then maybe how those funds get to International Mission Board as one who works directly with both. Yeah, good day, everyone. I'm glad to be here. Uh, yeah, as Todd said, the cooperative program is a great mechanism for cooperating together, partnering together to accomplish the churches or Christ's mission, both here and around the world. So the Southern Baptist Convention was started in 1845, and uh, that's when the International Mission Board was started as well, along with the North American Mission Board. But it wasn't until 1925 that they began the cooperative program where churches uh, pool their funds together in order to support missions, uh, both here and around the world. And so since 1925, so almost 100 years ago, uh, lots and lots of money has channeled through that, and it's become one of the premier uh, fundraising mechanisms among uh, Protestant churches around the world. When you think about um, your time as a missionary with IMB, what kind of relief was it to know that it wasn't necessarily up to you to try to raise all this money every year, but there was a, a set of churches who were willing to give in this way? Did it give you more time to think strategy and outreach and evangelism, discipleship, or how effective was that in your mindset? Yeah, very effective. In fact, I uh, early on, when I was a student at Iowa State and, and started considering overseas work, the wise people up at Grand Avenue Baptist Church told me if I wanted to do missions that I should continue on with the Southern Baptists. And it didn't start when I went overseas. It started when I went to seminary. Half the seminary tuition at my schools, at that point it was Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary in Fort Worth, was paid for by Southern Baptists. So that helped me to get started. Then I worked for a little bit in Illinois, and I, I worked six years in Korea and 10 years in Turkey and with the IMB, and yeah, it was a relief. We could focus on our local ministry, and of course, we had friends and partners, prayer partners, and that kind of thing, but uh, when we finished our application process, we went directly into training. When we finished training, we, we literally left uh, from Richmond to go overseas to Korea in 1990 uh, that because we didn't have to spend one minute in raising funds. So we, we literally, once we got appointed, we, we could go directly overseas and then focus on the ministry at hand. So you had 16 years. 16 years with IMB. Wow. So you would be a, I take it, even with, you know, all of us have warts and hurdles. I mean, there's no perfect organization or person, but you're a pretty big fan of IMB then. Yeah, the, the thing I like about the IMB is they uh, are nearly everywhere and they're focused on not every ministry. They, are, they do have a focus on evangelism, discipleship, church planting, uh, and they do other ministries, but they all fit into their main goal of seeing uh, unreached people groups reached with the gospel and collected together in churches that are self-supporting. 
And so that vision is not the same in every mission organization. And the one uh, that attracts me to the IMB because they have lots of years, lots of experience, they're well-funded, and they're diverse in almost any people group that you'd want to go to. They probably have a strategy already in place uh, for reaching that people group. So, Tim, you also um, oversee the Baptist Convention of Iowa. You're their executive director. And um, I think the way this works is churches in Iowa give actually to the Baptist Convention, and then you guys forward a percentage on to the cooperative program, which distributes that money in these strategic ways. Is, can you walk our church through maybe, is there a better way to explain that? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, uh, actually the whole thing is the cooperative program. Even when the funds go from churches to the Baptist Convention of Iowa, uh, that's part of the cooperative program. Okay. So the funds are gathered in at our office and we then... Uh, send 75% onto the executive committee in Nashville uh, for their uh, work in the, our national entities. And we keep 25% in Iowa for the work that we do in Iowa for supporting pastors and church planting, equipping pastors and other ministries. And that 75% then that goes to the executive committee is divided up where uh, just over 50% goes to the IMB, to the International Mission Board. About 23% goes to the North American Mission Board for uh, primarily church planting and some other relief uh, ministries. And 22% goes to the six Southern Baptist seminaries that have about 20,000 students uh, being educated and trained these days. Uh, 1.65% goes to the Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission. And then finally, just under 3%, 2.99, goes to the Executive Committee for Administration and that kind of thing, and also hosting the Southern Baptist Convention meeting every June. Well, Tim, those numbers were way more accurate than what I had alluded to earlier. Thanks for being the, <laughs> the factual one. That's helpful. And still, I think it proves the principle I was making that there's very little money towards overhead, which I think makes this kind of investment very strategic. Yeah, exactly. And one other thing that both the North American Mission Board and the International Mission Board have are regular annual offerings. The International Mission Board has the Lottie Moon Christmas offering, and they they get around $200 million in that one Christmas offering. And what they do is they send all of that overseas. So they have other funding sources through the cooperative program and other ways that help fund the administrative costs. But when you give the Lottie Moon Christmas offering, 100% goes to overseas. And the same with the Annie Armstrong Easter offering, 100% goes to uh, mission or church planting in North America. And they use other funds to support the administrative work behind that. And so we're talking about partnerships and especially strategic ones. Uh, hear this, uh, church, that when we give to the Baptist Convention of Iowa as part of the cooperative program, our uh, state sends 75% of whatever they get onto uh, the executive committee, which is the one responsible to distribute those funds. And I think there are 42 other organizations like the one here in Iowa, right across the country. Yeah. So instead of 50 state conventions, there are 42 because there are a few that are combined. Minnesota, Wisconsin is one. Kansas, Nebraska is one. The New England states is one. So there are 42 state conventions. Okay. 42 total. Mm -hmm. And out of those 42, Iowa leads the way in giving the most percentage 
uh, towards the cooperative program, correct? That's correct. When I started, we were giving uh, 20% toward the cooperative program in 2013, but by 2014, uh, we raised it to 50%, and then two years ago, we raised it to 75%. So we give away 75%, and we use 25% here in the state for the ministry we have in Iowa. So when you hear that, I want you to hear that First Family Church is strategically partnered with Baptist Convention of Iowa, and they are strategically partnered with uh, the folks in Nashville who support the IMB. I mean, there's just strategy all along the way to make sure that the money is used wisely and, and can I use this word, bestly? It's used in the best way possible to see it get to the field. And those are the kind of partnerships that I want to keep pursuing. And so, Tim, I, I love working with the Baptist Convention of Iowa. I love the fact that we uh, are prioritizing what we're giving, um, you know, to missions. And so thank you very much. And thanks for the details and the facts. That was really super to help even bring more clarity to kind of what I'm trying to say on this podcast. So very helpful. Any last words you'd say to our church about partnerships in general, as we're looking at that for the next 24 weeks in our sermon series, anything you want to bring to the table as a former missionary, maybe the head of the Baptist Convention of Iowa? Yes, uh, we've so far talked about uh, First Family being a partner with the Baptist Convention of Iowa and and the International Mission Board and the other entities, but I want to commend First Family as being one of the key partners that we have among the Baptist churches in Iowa uh, for church planting and uh, pastoral support and encouragement and equipping and starting churches and even networks of churches. First Family Church is really one of the leading churches in Iowa for partnership, and we're so grateful uh, for the partnership that we have with uh, Todd and First Family Church. Well, we patterned it after Philippians, and so we don't feel like we have a choice. It is the means by which the gospel makes progress, and we find a lot of great joy in that. So, Tim, you're welcome. Thanks for taking time to kind of chat with us today about partnerships in church. Let's continue to have a posture of partnership so the gospel can continue to gain progress and we can experience deep joy. 